Yeah, I'm, I'm recording now. So, okay. welcome to Expat Views on Alternative Dispute Resolution Ever, a podcast about simplifying ADR in a bid to attract more and more users and um, to settle their disputes with ADR. My name is Chinwe Ibunike Umebolu, um, PhD from the University of Brighton, United Kingdom. I'm very pleased to welcome Charlie Young, an experienced mediator, a facilitator in Oregon foreclosure avoidance program. He has a BA from St. John's Seminary and served as a priest for the Baker City, Oregon diocese from 1958 to 1977. Charlie is the author of um, Constructive Communication with a Path for Challenging Situations. And his book, um, results from his experiences as a pastor, flight instructor, corporate pilot, human resources director, um, safety officer, head trainer of TQM, and 23 plus years as a mediator. Without further ado, welcome to the show, Charlie. Thank you. Yeah. It's an honor to be here. Oh. Looking forward to this interview. Oh, thank you for coming as well. All right, so um, let me quickly go straight to the question. So the first question is, um, what does constructive inclusive communication um, entail? That's a really good question. Start off with, I'll summarize it in this way. I consider the four terms constructive, inclusive, civil and mindful communication being synonymous. All synonymous when I was referred to constructive or inclusive or civil or mindful communication, I'm talking about the same thing. So what do we mean by these types of communication? Yeah. It's really development of the concept of active listening. So when I'm talking to someone, I talk in a way that I'm sending a message to them. I really want to understand what you're trying to share with me. I might not agree with it. I want to understand it. And so constructive communication in my book, I give the behaviors and the skills and the problems and the impasses people run across my book is very concrete, yeah. so it addresses these issues with specific examples of tools and behaviors to use so that you can have a really mindful communication with this person. Yeah. Often I don't come up with agreement, but it helps me even understand my position by understanding the other person's. Does that kind of make it clear to you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. This, I, I, I come to these conclusions from all my experiences, and then for the last 24 years, I've been a mediator, and I find out by talking to other mediators, 80% plus of the mediations we do are a result of a lack of good communication, good civil dialogue. That's why I really wrote the book, and why I'm so convinced we have to teach this in our schools. 
Yeah. Really make that clear at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've done yeah, you've done justice to that. And then you know the second question was where does where can you use this? But I think you've answered that question. Yeah, yeah, but I want to give you a good example. Oh yeah, cool. Go go country, ahead. In our country, and I don't know about the United Kingdom. Yeah. We could use it in our government. Mm-hmm. Government people are taught taught in a civil, constructive, inclusive, mindful way would have a better world to live in because every bill that they passed or law or regulation would include the thoughts of everyone. Yeah. So it, it really applied to everyone. And another place that my wife and I, she helped me write my book and everything. Yeah. So Bless her. It really helped at home. Yeah. Like last night, we had uh, something we kind of disagreed on. Yeah. So we go into this inclusive communication. Mm. And it, it helps our relationship. Yeah. Imagine kids in school, in particular the high school level, and they know how to communicate with the girls or the boys. Yeah. They're going to create good relationships, aren't they? Yeah. So that's it's applicable just about everywhere. Mm, that's um great particularly in school yeah don't you wish you had had this when you were in school yeah yeah a hundred percent like um that's one of the things i'm advocating for especially um with mediation and um, alternative dispute resolution for read to be made compulsory in schools especially um schools in uh, in, in africa like you know, and even here in the United Kingdom, like um, litigation, or some of those courses like private law, thoughts, and all that are really like compulsory. Whereas alternative dispute resolution, are not even some schools have are not yet they they've not started teaching it, and some teach it, but it's not really compulsory. You know, so um, with mediation, th this is where you can use inclusive communication as well. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If only our kids were taught this in school. That yeah. How to win. Yeah. How to be dominant. Yeah. How to debate. Yeah. Tell them how to have good communication. Communication. Yeah. 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 All right. Thank yeah. you so much for that. You're so welcome. I also I think you mentioned about perception. So in your um book, so is perception essential for inclusive communication then? Oh, <laughs> I'm glad you asked that one. I love that. You asked me a question about confirmation bias. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I did a little research on that and it fits in perfectly with my I think mm -hmm. my concept of perceptions. In other words, you were brought up in Africa. Yeah. I was brought up in the United States. Yeah. Our experiences are entirely different. And out of those experiences, whether it came from a good family or maybe bad parents, that those experiences, particularly in the years up to seven or eight years old, yeah. they really become embedded in your mind. Mm -hmm. So let's just say I was raised, I can talk to you honestly, let's just say I was raised thinking some particular culture isn't as good as mine. Mm -hmm. That's the way I was raised. Yeah. Now, every time I deal with these people, 
that's back in my mind. This is where I disagree with a lot of people. Many people look upon that as prejudice, hmm. but it's not a prejudgment. Yeah. It became part of my experience. So my perceptions are a result of my experiences. Yeah, yeah. And some of them I know are there. Some are so embedded, I don't know they're there, but they affect the way I relate to others. Mm -hmm. And so the constructive inclusive communication helps people to make themselves aware of these perceptions that exist in their minds. Yeah. So they can maybe change them to see it from a different perception. Yeah. You follow we're in pretty deep stuff here. Yeah. Can you follow my thinking there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about asking, like, so when you know, when it, when you have a rigid perception or like you're not open-minded, then that means that would you know affect you know communication during mediation or doing any kind of talk, you know. Yeah, but some people, doctor, think they're open-minded, but they have these perceptions in their back. We all have. Yeah. Yeah. They're in the back of their mind, they're so embedded there, they don't even know they're affecting their communication. Mm. And yet they think they're open-minded. I think I'm very open-minded. <laughs> but I think I have a lot of things here yeah. that I, I'd like to talk to people about. Yeah. I, like talking to someone. Uh, I'm going to give you a good Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. My example is this. I live in southern Mexico in the jungle for eight months. Yeah. Very primitive tribe. Mm -hmm. I went in with perceptions about what this tribe is like. When I left, I thought they were one of the finest people in the world. Mm. It just, but until I had experienced it, I could really feel it. I see something from a different point of view. I need to experience it to some and maybe experience just comes through talking with someone else that knows this. Yeah. No, I don't mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, this experience of life is so important. This is not to say there isn't an underlying truth. Mm -hmm. I experience this truth in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I agree with them. All right. Thank you so much. Um, I think you've um, answered the basis and importance of um, um, perceptions as well. What are the basis and importance of that? I think um, you've um, done justice to that. So how can confirmation bias affect, you know, communication, inclusive oh, communication? tremendously. Hmm. That's why you have to use these tools they're uh, talking about. In other words, everyone... In our country, I can't talk about you, but if you're, uh, say, a very conservative type person in our country, call them Republican, tend to watch the news that's Republican. Yeah. If you're a Democrat, you become more liberal and to listen to the news on the other side. Mm -hmm. And the best way to overcome that is to listen to both sides. Yeah. I'm gonna, I, I said to you something that really affects this, mm -hmm. and I'll read it to you. And everyone should accept, I think, should realize this. 
never accept that you understand controversial or very complicated concept. Mm -hmm. Actively listen both sides. Yeah. If I just listen to the news on one side and even just listen to the news on the other side, yeah. I still don't think I have a true picture because I haven't had a conversation with someone. Mm -hmm. So I've got to use these skills of mindful civil communication exactly. to break through that yeah. confirmation. Yeah. Do you agree that confirmation bias is a big thing? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And what you've said has, you know, if if people can apply that, then you know that would um, um, make um, co make communication more and um, progressive. You know, as yes. mo most times in um, a meeting or in a mediation process, they already people are already biased. They don't even want to hear from both sides or hear, you know. So they already made up their mind. You are coming in here to like, oh, you know, um, tackle this person. But whereas if could they have the passion to, you know, listen to both sides, I, you know, then that would. Um... Yeah, and actively, I, I just underlined that word. Actively, yeah. Actively, actively yeah. Not be passive. No, actively, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. You're right. All right. Thank you so much for that. So, what are the main hindrances to inclusive communication? We uh, <laughs> <laughs> main, main hindrances. One is trust. Trust, yeah. Don't have trust. What do you have? Mm. You've got to have trust. Mm. And, and I'm, gonna, I'm using my fingers here if you follow me. Yeah. Trust is, trust doesn't go from here to here. Yeah. Mm. My foot. Yeah. From here to here, it goes in small steps. So if you have a problem, it only comes down a step. Mm -hmm. So, how do you build those small steps? One is self responsibility between you and the other person. Mm -hmm. um, dependable, and I'm dependable. Yeah. Trust and be dependable. So, one is truth. Truth, yeah. So, you build that slowly, mm -hmm. step by step. So, we get up high and you have a problem you only come down one step mm. so trust is one of the big ones yeah other one is to learn how to articulate mm. concepts clearly you want to be able to explain something in a very clear way mm. i'm going to my book here and i'm looking at chapter two that's where i have some of these Entrances to communicate. Oh, the last one. This is why it skipped my mind. Oh, bro. <laughs> but I use it all the time. Mm -hmm. Mediation. Pre-mediation. Yeah. Say this. You're asking about getting over these problems. Yeah. It's called good faith. Good faith. Mm. Here's the way I explain it. Mm -hmm. My mediations. People later on refer to it. Say a half hour in the mediation. 
we refer back. Good faith is simply this. Hmm. When the other person is talking, do not, I repeat it, do not try to figure out how to answer. Hmm. Try to figure out what. If you're trying to figure out what the other person is saying, yeah. you're doing all the things to answer that first question you answer as people. All those behaviors and skills and tools have understand what they're trying to say. But if you're trying to figure out how to answer them, they're not trying to figure out what they're trying to say. They're yeah. trying to figure out what I want to say to them. That's that's the real core back to this. You've got trust, being able to say clearly yeah. what you want to say, mm -hmm. and then Good faith. Those are the three good things. Three good things. Okay. Wow. So trust, truth, and actively um, listening, listening. At, uh, articulating concepts, and yeah. good faith. Wow. Good faith is really Yeah. Perfect. All right. Also, people refer in mediations I have, and I say, good faith is trying to understand perception of the other person, person. Hmm. and they'll refer to that word perception later on during the mediation yeah that brings out the fact that everyone is different hmm. i'm talking quickly i hope i'm not going to no 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 okay. yeah, yeah okay. no that's all right that uh, answer that one to you yeah, you did justice to that. Thank okay. you so much. Okay, so the final question is um um in your book, um constructive communication, a part for challenging situations, you use the acronym. Is it VIX? V E C X. Oh VEX. VAX, yeah. 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 Can you, you know, I was trying to figure out I, I, I don't think I had the patient to like read through it. So can you just um, explain this concept? Uh, it's, it's a critical concept, and it's a term used by mediators, I think, throughout the world. Yeah. X stands for B is validate, mm -hmm. C is empathize, E is empathize, yeah, e C is, empathize. is clarify, oh, okay. S is summarize. All right. Now let, let me explain why this is so important, okay? Yeah. Validating has to do with facts. This is very important because E is an entirely different concept. Yeah. I'm validating this person's facts. And I might not agree with them. Yeah. I'm saying to him something like this. You know, Joe, the thought you have is really important. Mm -hmm. I'd like to talk more about it. When I say that, what happens? I'm validating him. Hmm. It's his thought. Awesome. So I'm validating the facts he holds, even though I might not agree with him. Hmm. I'm validating him. Okay? Yeah. That's why validate is so important. And he is empathize. Empathy. I have a hard time with that admit it. I wish I was better at it. But empathy is I'm identifying with this person's emotions. Yeah. And emotions, talk about that back of the head. Mm -hmm. Emotions come from our needs. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll give you a couple of simple examples. One time I just said, uh, 
to one of the participants in the mediation, why are you looking forward to the apology? Mm-hmm. We're talking about a lot of money. Yeah. That person. And I said, yeah, what you really want is an apology. He <laughs> said, yes. The other person apologized. But we had a resolu- they had a resolution oh. in just minutes. Because I'm, I, the participant identified, and for me, the mediator, I'm sending the message, you really got hurt. I can feel that. Hmm. That's empathy. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And then when you empathize with a person, surprisingly, something happens in conversation and meeting. Mm-hmm. Often when there's a really good empathization. Yeah. I empathize with this person. Yeah. Not to explain why the whole we call them interim. Hmm. Empathy often opens the door for conversation. Exactly. Reasons behind what you're talking about. Yeah. So validate empathize now clarify that's one clarification i'm kind of slow thinking just being honest with you well i clarify a lot yeah and when i clarify something i'm saying back to the person what i thought i'm clarifying what they said to me yeah and you know what they often clarify back to me they'll say Charlie, that's just about what I meant, but I want to clarify. I'm clarifying in my mind, is that really what she said by asking questions? And the fourth one, close to clarifying, is paraphrasing. Hmm. I say back in my own words, uh, I, I summarize, I should say. Summarizing back on my own words what I heard that person say. Same. That's telling him this is important to me, and I realize it's important to you. And I'm trying to understand it. Did I get it right? Yeah. And he'll often say, "Yeah, you got it almost right, but there's a slight change." Hmm. In my book, there's a uh, part where we talk about the falling of an airplane. My experience as a flight instructor. And a lot of people have a misconception of what falling an airplane means. It has nothing to do with the engine. Yeah. So we have a conversation. It's a story in the book. Yeah. We clarify it. We both end up with the concept. Yeah. That's that's what clarifying was. That's okay. All right. So it's validate, empathize, clarify, summarize. Summarize. I'm running them through, and I'm talking to people. I'm running these through my mind. Yeah. What really helps. All right. Thank okay. you so much. Like, um, I thank you so much for your insights. Um, I appreciate you taking the time off to from your busy schedule to share this very useful resources on Eba, and and just a quick recap of what you know what inclusive communication is, which I, I think it leads to civil dialogue as well. Yes. Yeah. Um. It's the. Uh, de- sorry. Is it devil? one thought. Yeah. Go ahead, then. Go ahead. So went in with this ear, went out the other ear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's this. I, I hope people get my book. Yeah. It helps. Yeah. But if they want uh, a free, 
Hmm. I have uh, PowerPoints, commentary. I have lesson plans. They're all free. Mm -hmm. All I have to do is email me. Okay, cool. So if you could put my email out. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, because mm. I, I'll, I want to sell my book because I got to pay my But the main thing is yeah. I want people to realize this is really important for the future of the world. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're right. So that's essentially um, inclusive communication is the development of active listening, not passively, actively listening to both sides, you know. And then, of course, I have to um, develop trust, um, develop, um, have um, good faith, you know, and um, um, what else? Good faith. Yeah, good faith. Yeah, yeah, and 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 yeah, be truthful and articulate. Yeah, you know as well. And the final one was um um two essential elements for um this um um communication to be um um was what what would I say to benefit both parties? And for yeah, it's for the mediator um, to empathize with um, you know the situation with the parties, and that would also make the parties to open up, you know, and clarify issues, clarify, ask questions to make sure to show them that they are being heard as well, and then summarize. Yeah, and validate. The first one is to validate. So kind of yeah. Um, yeah. Can I leave you with one thought? Yeah, go ahead. Once then. in a while, people don't want to communicate. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they just take a break. Mm. They will get together later or something like that. Can't resolve every situation now. Oh, yeah. You have to walk away and say, you know, I need time to just relax and think about this because they get so emotional. They're not thinking straight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so that's another um, element to which the communication most times might not be possible. So it can take exactly. a break and then it can come back and then carry on. Uh, yeah. That's essentially what mediation is all about as well. All right. Thank you so much. I hope I'm potential users. Um, would also be able to, you know, um, outline this in their process for effective um, inclusive communication to be adhered to because they have the right to because um, party they have the party autonomy um, to do so in um, you know you know in um, outlining their process. So yeah, thank you so much, um, Charlie, for coming. I'm so grateful. All right. You take good care of yourself. Bye-bye. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Recording stopped. Okay. Now, if recording stopped,